I remember one particular time, he said, when my word goes forth, I was sent. We had a little kitchen nook in our kitchen. And my wife, she was she was busy cooking or cleaning up the house. And, and I was sitting there reading my Bible. And I was reading the scripture about the healing is the children's breath. And we had just moved in our new house. We built our house. I built a house for, for my wife and how, how she wanted it laid out. I lived there once in a while. <laughs> See how many of you fell asleep on the floor. But I told her, I said, you, you arrange where you want the kitchen and the bedrooms and this and that, and that's the way we'll lay the floor plan out. And, and the house was for her. But when I was at the kitchen, and I, I read that scripture on healing, Right before we moved in the house, so that one of those viruses, one of those flus, one of those pandemics were going around. And everybody was being bent out of shape. I had it, and then she had it, and then I had it, and then she had it. You know, it comes and goes every back end. You weren't wise enough to spray a little stuff and clean down like you use a little bit of wisdom, and we didn't use the wisdom. Of course, you get it on your hands and on the plates and everything else. You get it, and then she got it, and then I got it, and she got it. I went on. Read the word. All of a sudden, that word just stood up. It just come right off the pages. It illuminated to me. And I said, devil, I want to inform you right now. This is where it stopped. Because his word went forth. His word hit me in the mind. His word was in my spirit, and I said, it stops. I stood up, and I stomped my foot, and I said, it stops. Do you hear me? I said, it stops. I have the antidote, and the antidote is Jesus. It stops here. Call me crazy if you want to. Think you're crazy. Think I'm stupid. Think whatever you want to think. It doesn't really bother me because it worked. I went over and I opened the front door and I said, take all your lying sick demons out of here and they don't dwell her no more. And I slammed the front door. From that moment on, instant healing come in our home. She never got it. I never got it. She never got it. I never got it. She never got it. I never got it. We rejoice because you believe. Faith. Faith. People don't understand faith. Faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. I hope for that little tablet. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it, but by faith, God said his word that goes forth would not return to any point. If God promised you help, help is yours. If God promised you a sound mind, a sound mind is yours. If God promised you, now you must understand some people think like joy. The joy of the Lord. That's not because you got a brand new Lamborghini. Because when a Lamborghini don't run or the doors don't open on it, you lost your joy. We had a, we had a friend that has one. and One day he went to start and the doors wouldn't open. When it shuts down, the computer shuts down, everything shuts down. It don't start, it don't run, the doors don't open, we were laughing. I said, that's a horrible thing, you know, a $250,000 car, the doors won't even open. 
said I got a couple bricks out here. If you, need, <laughs> you need some help to get some bricks. You understand what I'm saying? But the joy of the Lord, the enemy cannot take it. Your joy, yes, your joy. His joy was gone when them doors didn't pop open, them seagull doors didn't swing up on that Lamborghini. His joy was gone. He wanted to do happy. 250, 280, 300,000, whatever it was. Don't make that steer rattling. The rattling part was them. And doors didn't go up. He wasn't too happy. But the joy of the Lord, whether the doors open or not, I'm going to smell. Whether my job is gone or not, I'm going to smell. Whether all my family hates my guts, I'm going to smell. I'm going to be happy because it's the joy of the Lord that is my strength. The strength keeps you going. The strength makes you smile when you don't feel like smiling. It makes you smile when you got nothing to smile about. It's easy to smile when everything's going good. It's easy to be happy when the seat all doors go up. It's easy to smile when there's big bank deposits. It's easy to smile when everybody in the family's healthy and happy. Come on, church, talk to me. Come on, talk to me. Come on, come on, talk. Amen. Amen. But it's the truth. It's the truth. And it took years before my mama saw the change. She thought I was a fanatical nut. I got religion now. No, I lost religion. I got relationship. That's what made the difference. And when now I can talk to the Father and believe in my heart that He sits on the throne, He hasn't fallen off, He doesn't have amnesia, He's not going on vacation, He's there all the time, 24-7. All you got to do is activate your faith to believe He's going to listen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You hope for health. You hope for happiness. You hope for wealth. You hope for goodness. You hope for those things, but it's the evidence of things not yet seen. I've seen things that weren't there. After you do the things I'm talking about, you start to begin to see in the spirit realm. And I opened my eyes and looked at the wall, and I didn't see the wall. I saw something else over there. And I'm not talking about spiritual goofiness. I'm talking about the presence of angels that you don't even know. You, they're all around you all the time to watch over you, to protect you. It's not coincidence that you called Jubilee and wanted to come to church. It's not coincidence that you come here and learn something different. It's not coincidence that you see something different. It's the hand of God. A lot of people don't even see that God's hand is on you to move you into the realm that matters. I don't want to just be in church. I want to be in the house of worship where Jesus is present. If he's not present, he's not allowed to be present. Do you get me? A lot of preachers won't allow him to be present. It's all about them. It's all about their order. It's all about what they believe. It's all about what they teach people. They don't care if 
Jesus is president. I don't want to be here. If he's not here, I don't want to be here. I'll be the first one to shut off the mic. I'll be the first one to turn out the lights. I'll be the first one to lock the door. Because if he's not here, I don't want to be here. How do I know he's here? By the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of truth, and I know what I'm telling you is truth. And that's what matters. If you grasp a hold of the truth, that's what's going to make a difference in your life. It's not about who you are. It's about who he is in you. I said it's not about who you are. It's about who he is in you. Turn with me to John. If you would, please. I don't know how. I think even a first grader would get this. How people can read the Bible and it's truths and miss it. It goes right over their head. I don't know how they can do that. John 10.10. 10. There's two phrases there that speaks to the heart of God's people to let you know that you can dissect between one and the other. How many of you know when you have a real friend or when you have an enemy? You know the difference? Listen to what Jesus is saying. John 10, 10. The thief. Say my adversary. My adversary. He does not like you. He is not your friend. He's not out to do you any favors. He's not out to bring you help. He's not out to bring you happiness. He's not out to bring you prosperity. He's not out to see things go good for you. Because Jesus said he's a thief. He comes for no other reason but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now the connotation there for those three terms, can vary. they're variable. He can steal my joy without stealing my finances. He can steal my relationship without my say-so. He can kill my right thinking without killing my body. Got it? So many connotations. He, he's a deceiver. He's a great deceiver. He can use those things to deceive you. And he can put people into your life that you think was a godsend, and they're right out of the pit of hell. The devil conjured them up to come in and destroy your life. That's why Paul, the great apostle, said, Above all things, believer, above all things, learn to discern. Learn to discern who come into your life. We had people come in this church, come up to me, and I said to my wife, we walked away. I said that. That person's as phony as a $3 bill. I said, they're no more a Christian than the devil is. Paul, oh, aren't you judging, brother? No. No, Paul told me to be a discerner. I'm to discern the spirits of those that come to me. Why? So that I'm not deceived. Because if you're not discerning who that individual is that just crossed paths with you, you're in trouble. They can ruin your marriage. They can ruin your joy. They can ruin your happiness. 
So you've got to be careful. So he's telling me, I have the principal authority in my life to decide. Now, I didn't say you don't say hi to them. I didn't say you can't shake their hand. Did I? Did I say that? Did I say you can't smile on them? But you is. The whole time you're shaking their hand, your heart is waving goodbye. Right? The whole time you're shaking their hand, your heart is waving goodbye. Because you know there's something. Now, eventually, God will show you. And I've had God show me. My wife can tell you. I've told her about certain people, about individuals. Did I not? I said the Spirit of the Lord showed me. We went to a meeting one time that just pastors and their wives was invited to. And we went there to have a prayer group. And we were all around the table and we were waiting for the last minute until the last, the last group came in. When the last group came in, the individual came in around the door. Ha 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 I looked over at my wife and the Spirit of the Lord said, He's funny. God knows. I didn't shout it. I didn't tell nobody. I was just looking at him all day. He's funny. He's not real. He's a hypocrite. He's a fake. How did I know that? The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, showed me that. It went about eight, ten months later. Somebody come to my wife and I, and they said, "Do you know what so and so did these things?" He was a preacher right here in Rowan at a big church. Shacked up with one of the ladies in the church. He was married. Ladies ministry down. Gave it up. Didn't care who took it over or nothing. And they said, do you know he's a big old phony? And my wife began to smile. And my wife looked at the individual that told us and said, my husband told me that by the Spirit of God 10 11 months ago that he's a phony. The person went, Really? I said, Yep. The time we had the prayer meeting and he came in the room, God showed him. Now, what do you do? Now, I prayed, I prayed for him. I prayed because that's what we're supposed to do. I prayed, God, whatever he's doing, whatever mess he's in, whatever mistake he's making, forgive him because the blood cleanses all sin. And you can straighten it out. But he has to have the one to in his heart. I can pray. You can pray. The whole church can pray. But if they don't have the will in their heart to do the word of God, nothing's going to change them. And they're going to fall. And their fall will be a great demise. But God showed me that. And I didn't go around and do what a lot of people do. They go around and they get a toxic tongue and they start telling everybody. They start fanning out the people. That's not what God showed me for. I did never told another person other than my wife. That's all I ever told because God didn't show me for that reason. I said, honey, we need to pray. I don't, I don't know what it is. God didn't show me. God just said he's a phony, meaning he's a hypocrite. I said, I don't know what he's into. I don't know what he's doing. But it was like eight or ten months later, we found out he gave up his church. And he was committing adultery with a woman in the church had a wonderful wife that worked with him in the ministry. He lost it all. Lost it all. Lost it all. See, the thing is this. None of us are above reproach. I got to keep myself humble 
the same as individuals that I may share with you because there's individuals that do that. But that don't mean we all do it. There's phonies that, but that don't mean we're all phony. You have to keep yourself humble. I keep myself humble. I watch who I listen to. I don't let people put a lot of garbage in my ear. I don't connect with a lot of people that I don't feel right in my spirit. You need to feel connection in your spirit to know. And if you come into this church and you have a good feeling in your spirit, wave your hand. Come on, wave your hand. That's what matters. Thank you for, I think we have 100%. Of the spirit you feel, see? And that's the spirit of truth. Jesus is that spirit. And I try to hold that with high esteem. I've been doing that for 20-some years. And I'm very, very, very cautious. Because the enemy has sent my way more than one demon to try to bring me down. To try to destroy my ministry. To, to try to destroy what I preach. But I stood my ground. Because I'm standing on the rock. Yeah. I said I'm standing on the rock. We you stand and give it a hand clap. I'm standing on the rock. I'm standing on the rock. I'm standing on the rock. I'm standing on the rock that moved out of Babylon. I'm standing on the rock that was the first place. I'm standing on the rock that's not God. I'm standing on the rock that gives me the real thing. I'm standing on the rock and nothing else matters. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, I pray for our government. But Jesus, Jesus is the real thing. Jesus, it's like Pepsi, baby. Jesus is the real thing. Hallelujah. I love Pepsi, but Jesus is the real thing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Give me my hand clap if you got something to Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lord. All right for my... From, you may be seated just for a moment, from the depth of my heart, i like you to hear from the horse's mouth. I appreciate your love. I appreciate your faithfulness. I appreciate your finances. Without you, I could not preach the gospel of truth. The gospel is good news. I preach good news. Yes, there was a pandemic for a while, but I didn't preach the pandemic. I preach the healer, the healer. I preach the one that's stronger than the pandemic. I remember back in old Smith Wigglesworth, one of the greatest faith believers there was of all time. And he went to a, an orphanage where they had the, you remember what that was, Steve? What was that disease? Was it the, the bubonic thing? It was, it was a deadly disease. And all the children were dying from it. And, and brothers, brothers, that man had faith. I mean, he was a plumber. <laughs> he did the gospel plumbing. And he went there and he told the doctors he wants to just lay hands on all those kids. He said, we're not allowed to. By the government, we're not allowed to. No, it's closed. By the government, we're not allowed to let you in there. He said, if I give you bona fide proof, Will you let me in there? He said, yeah, but you can't have no proof other than what we know by science. He said, I'm going to give you proof. And I'll sign a waiver. 
so that you can't get in trouble. He signed a waiver his name. He said, I want you to don't don't the wrong plague in my hand. And I'm gonna put my hand under the microscope and I'm gonna watch it die. You're gonna watch it die. He signed the waiver and he took a culture full of that disease. Are you listening to me, church? Our faith, our faith needs to grow. Jesus, you, I think you quoted that to me today, boy. By faith, that's the faith he's talking about. The faith that believes. I'm not saying we all have it. Some of us do. Some of us don't. Some of us don't. He said, "Don't put it in my hand." And he stuck his hand under that microscope. And those doctors stood there and watched it in amazement. They watched all that bacteria just wither and die. He said, Preacher, go in there and lay your hands on everybody that's sick and lay your hands on the ones that ain't sick. Just lay your hands on everybody. He went in there and laid one after another and they all come out of those beds and they come out of there. We're living in a day when you're going to see Jesus begin to move. There's already prophets who saw little children because he said to have the faith of a child. See our faith? We, we get our faith discombobulated by all the stuff we see in the world. And he said, the faith of a little child. And they saw these little children going off to hospitals, not even going in but laying their hands on the walls. And everybody in there with a sickness is being healed and come out in Jesus' name. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. This world's going to change because of him. He's coming. America's going to be saved. Hallelujah. The ones that want to be saved, Jesus said, he would be all be saved. He doesn't want anyone wrong. People's going to be lost and going to to you. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your beautiful people. Father, I want you to go with all my brothers and sisters. Give them a wonderful week this week, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, maritally, Father God. We want you to move in and out their home, move in and out their hearts, move in their lives in a greater and a mightier way. Jesus, because we're getting closer and closer to your coming. Lord, you're about to stand up. You're about ready to stand up and bring your church home. Father, we are the church. We are the church. We are the blood bought. We are the ones that Jesus is coming for. Those that have made their self ready. In Jesus' name, go with them on the highway. Go with them to their separate home. Give them a special joy in their heart this week, Father God. Let them lift you up. Above all things, in Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 amen.